With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He's got this, this heavy burden of responsibility, you know, and uh, that he has to, you know, organize everybody. But in this case, he also has to provide a reason and guidance for Forky, who normally would would be afraid of everything and throw himself away. That was Tom Hanks, who plays Woody, the voice of Woody in the new Toy Story 4 movie, which we're going to talk about today. Slightly overrated. Uh, we're going we're gonna to get into that. I'm Neil Rosen on Sitting Around Talking Movies, joined as always by Bill Brigoli. Yes, sir. And Bill McCuddy. That's me. And we're also going to talk about uh, this Netflix movie that has big star power uh, with uh, called Murder Mystery with Jennifer Aniston and... Adam, Adam Chandler, and I don't know why I keep okay. making movies, but um, yeah, I, mean, it, it, I started watching terrible. the second season of Big Little Lies. We're two episodes in. We'll touch upon that. There's a Netflix show called Trinkets that Bill Brigoli has seen. Uh, ABC's bringing back a whole bunch of game shows. We'll talk about that. Card Sharks, Press Your Luck, and then they're returning with the match game and all this stuff. And we'll get into that. And Bill McCuddy, you want to talk about Euphoria? Um, yeah, the hot new HBO show that uh, actually my whole family watched, and right. I cringed at a couple of places. I'll tell you why. <laughs> and a documentary about a, basketball a guy named Ron player. Ortiz, a bas- basketball player called The Quiet Storm on Showtime. All right, well, let's start with Toy Story Four, which Bill Brigoli did not get a chance to see, but I saw it. And Bill some McCutty of us work for a living. <laughs> and um, let me tell you what this is about. Okay, first of all, yeah, because no one has any idea what Toy Story is about. No, no, Toy Story. Let me tell you what Toy Story Four is about. So when we last left the toys in Toy Story Three, Bill McCuddy and I, and it's no, you know, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to tell you because I, I got choked up and Bill McCuddy cried and my daughter was all choked up and you took your daughter, right, Bill? Yeah. Yeah. Did you get choked up? I took somebody else's daughter. He rented a daughter. Did you get choked up at the end of Toy Story Three? No, Toy Story 2 is the one that made me cry. But really? Not really? Yeah. There was a Sarah Were you McLaugh- chopping onions at the time? There was a Sarah McLaughlin song. Uh, well, Toy Story 3 at me. the end when Andy finds a new home, Bonnie, a little girl for all his toys. It, it, it's, it's just... It, Sorry I think for that, anyone who hasn't seen Toy Story 3. I think 3. that that movie is really like a work of art. It's a masterpiece. So Toy Story 4... Um, Woody kind of has an existential crisis. Um, he's no longer the. I mean, w- would you would you disagree? I no, mean, no. He's, please, please continue with this. He's 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 not the favorite Freudian toy. analysis. Of... He's not the favorite toy of Bonnie, the new uh, kid who has all the toys, and um, she's she made a toy in her first day of either kindergarten or preschool out of a spork called Forky, and um, voiced by Alan Hale from Veep, and. Uh, Woody has to convince this 
Fork, who just thinks uh, he's a piece of trash, that he's a toy now and he's very important to Bonnie. He gets reunited, Woody, they, on a somehow, I'm not going to get into this, with another toy from an earlier movie, Toy Story movie, Bo Peep. And uh, Woody kind of uh, is trying to rescue Forky, bring her back to Bonnie. And it's, there's this whole psychological undercurrent of like Woody's place in the world as, as a toy, which I think runs a little deep for a kid's film. But as I said on the show, which airs on Friday, uh, sitting around, uh, I'm sorry, Talking Pictures, which airs on CUNY and then on PBS All Arts. Talking movies. Talking pictures, my friend. Talking, talking pictures. pictures. Talking pictures with Neil Rosen. Uh, it has um, so many title changes. I, I, I said that. Um, Sounds like the new Bond movie. I'm sure TV Guide is just. It's, it's talking pictures. Constantly which confused. Title, which is the original title yes, from I the New York One Days. So um, yeah, the, the Pixar le- movies do work on two levels: one for kids and one for grown-ups. And I, I, I don't know. There's some ventriloquist dummies that, that crop up that are creepy and funny. Did you like the ventriloquist dummies? I thought Bill? that was a funny gag. I mean. <laughs> I was I was looking forward to this movie. Uh, if you're done, uh, to st- I could be done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was looking forward to this film, probably the most anticipated because of how much I did enjoy. And as you outed me, openly wept at the end of uh, Toy Story did. Three. But uh, this movie is not only a disappointment in comparison, but it's uh, it's kind of run out of gas and and it's it, they've had to resort to a road trip in an RV where the family goes uh, and the toys get left at different places along the road like a Stuckies or the, not like a Stuckies but like <laughs> different places and uh, and they have to catch up to the caravan it's all kind of improbable and I'll tell you that two of the big chase scenes or action sequences involve jumping from one giant thing to another so they kind of repeat the same like big piece of business in two places actually in three uh, one of the reasons that they keep jumping around is they meet Keanu Reeves, uh, who voices a daredevil in Crash Kaboom or something. Yes, he's supp- he, to, to give you an idea, the Crash Kaboom character is based on a toy from Evil, evil Knievel. He's yeah. an Evil Knievel-esque type toy. Yeah, and it's kind of Well, that's a funny cute. gag when he goes, that the, he starts telling the story that, the, when, you know, back in the day when the kid bought me 30 years ago, right. you know, like I couldn't he jump over the cat. The thing. Right, it's a commercial. It's, it's, not, it's just I can't a commercial. do what's the commercial. Yeah, it's kind of funny. All your toys probably would have said that to you uh, as a kid. So that was funny. I just think that... Uh, that this is, you know, as I said to you uh, on Instagram, put a forky in it, it's done. This is uh, stick a forky would be the yeah, more common expression, but okay. Uh, put a forky is fine with me. Okay. Um, are you done? I could be done. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of over it, and I, as much as I enjoyed parts of this film, I'm not actually going to recommend it. Well, I do recommend it, and um, I think that if you compare it to Toy Story three which it's inevitable that you, you, you can't not make comparisons to all no, of you the have Toy to. Story films. Right. Yes, it is not on the level of Toy Story 3. But that said, if you just looked at it as a standalone movie, like let's say you know you just never saw the other movies for whatever reason, or you just judge it on its own, it's a really good movie. I mean, it has deep psychological undercurrents, which I think are interesting. It's funny. Um, I think Keanu Reeves as that. It's a flawed kaboom. road picture with, as I said, some big pieces of action that are duplications of each other. I think I don't know where you could go with this from here. I mean, as Karen James, who's on the TV show, which will be on next Friday, said, I think this, like you said, that the, the, I think the series is like it, it's over. It's like worn out. It's welcome. It's done. But I think it's a good. I think they did a good job. I mean, is it the brilliant 
masterpiece of the last one? No, but it's still quite good. All right, There's a lot it. of gags in All it. Right. I think it's it's interesting. And I'm not going to reveal the end of the movie, but where where Woody mentally goes, I mean, it, it's kind of an in, it's a kind of an interesting take that they where they went with this thing, you know? Yes, yes. It's I, I don't know. I thought the Forky character was funny. There's a doll called Gabby Gabby. Uh, there's a whole subplot where she just wants. She was never picked by a kid because she's a defective voice box. And if you know what I'm, what I mean by a voice box is, you know those toys like Barbie where you pull the strings, Bill Brigoli, and they, hello, I'm here to be your buddy or something like. So her voice box is messed up. So she wants Woody's voice box. So she it's kind of creepy. I mean, she's got the henchmen to try and rip it out of the him. The ventriloquist dummies. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I thought it was, you know, I would give it a solid on my Big Apple rating scale of a possible four. I would probably give it. You know, three and a half apples, which is pretty high up. You know, where the last one would get four, this is still damn good. You know, are you I, done? I couldn't be done. Okay. Remember when there's, <laughs> there's talking and there's waiting to talk. All right, so Bill Bergoli, so let's play our game. Okay. What are you going to do? You're going to see the movie? I'm going to find a six year old and, <laughs> and go. I don't know. Whether yeah, they I, want I, to I or not. I, I actually do want to see it. I want to see what. How many times can you go to this well? We'll see. Yeah, well, right. you can't. I mean, but when it, when something builds like a stock, it's going to take a fall. So the first one was good. The second one was better. The third one was the best. And it had no place to go but down. Well, do you think they'll make any more of them? I mean, we are talking about Disney and there's billions of dollars at stake here. Good or bad. Do you think they'll make a Toy Story 5 eventually? Yeah, they'll do a live action version now. That's what Disney does. <laughs> no, they're not going to do a live action. <laughs> John <funny>. Favreau. <laughs> Coming to Broadway. Toy Story. Toy Story on Ice. You know, it's that's interesting that they, Story they, they, they've done that, but it's interesting that they didn't do yeah. a live-action Broadway Toy Story considering they've done them on all their other big hits. So you didn't? do you think there'll be a Toy Story 5? No. Really? No. Do you think? I, I well, don't you know. Seen the movie. Well, I'll tell you one of the things where it could have been a little better. Well, well I guess John, you're not done. Although John Lasseter, who was fired from Disney, was really... He does get stories... He left. He wasn't fired. Okay, he's he's got... Was uh, he a pedophile? I forget. He was, was a big hugger. Story? He was, he was a, hugging. He was inappropriately... He's a yeah, little grabby, grabby huggy. Okay. Uh, he was he, Joe Biden. He got hugged. Yeah, he got, basically. He got right. into the Me Too thing with a little too, ha- little too huggy. Inappropri- inappropriate hugs is what they said. But, you know, it's Disney. He was he drawn went. to people. See what I did there? Uh, All right. If ahead. he was working, I think, for another studio, who knows if he would have resigned. Disney is, you know, very family-oriented, but who knows? Look, all I know is John Lasseter got a story credit idea along with three other people, and the credit's four people all together. If he was writing the script like I think he's done in the past, maybe it would have been a little elevated. But, I, again, I, three and a half apples out of four is damn good. And all we right, should tell people on. that the movie Toy Story 4 is shorter than that review that Neil just did. Okay. Mm, <laughs> well... All right, let's move on to an Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston thing. Yeah, so uh, they're, they're reunited. They made another movie a, a, long, a, a long time ago, which, I, I don't know, all these other reviews were reference pointing this other movie. I can't even remember this other movie, so it probably wasn't that big of a deal. But uh, uh, did, you, did you see it? Uh, I did. You did? Yeah. Why don't you tell us about it? No, I can't. Oh, come on. I saw it, but you know how I saw it? Illegally? I, bootleg? No, no, no. I, I went on Netflix. You know that little thing you can do with your... Uh-oh. Where's this going? Where you can? No, 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 no. I fast forwarded through most of the thing. Okay. Oh, I see. It was that so you went bad. chapter I just, to chapter. I just went chapter. I'm like, oh, are yeah. you kidding me? It looks like the whole thing, and you, I'm sure you will tell me at length. Well, Bill McCutty's uh, going to do the plot on oh, this. Okay. Um, it looks like they shot it almost all in one room. 
Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Agatha Christie felt a lot like a like a television show, actually, like a a bad love boat or uh, as someone said on the show, an excuse for uh, Adam Sandler to go on a trip to, I guess, Monte Carlo, Monte Carlo. And yeah, so the the, he's a cop. He's not a detective. He wants to be a detective. He's promised his wife, Jennifer Aniston, that they're going to go on a honeymoon. That was 10 years ago. Fifteen. So he, he finally says, "Okay, they go. Uh, they're kind of going on the cheap. Then she wanders up into first class, meets this billionaire guy who invites them on a yacht. It's all based on a true story, obviously. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, on the yacht, the father of the billionaire guy uh, gets killed. And it's very much like a murder on the Orient Express. There's like yeah. every cartoon cliched character, the fading movie actress. The, the um, snooty French detective. The snooty, yeah, there's a snooty. Played by apparently some wildly popular French comedian. Apparently he's the best comedian, the number one comedic like star. Jerry in Lewis? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, now I understand why they like Jerry Lewis. This guy is absolutely humorless. and uh, In this movie he is, certainly, yeah. So uh, Adam Sandler has to uh, kind of deduce like Hercule well, they're Perot, acute, they're the, acute. there's a murder yeah, there, there's a situation in which they're found to be the suspects and they have to clear their names it's it's just as I said on the show if it had been as good as Neil Simon's the cheap detective if it had been that over the top and funny and cool maybe it would have had a chance although I'm not sure they could have pulled that off but uh this thing is just dead on arrival. It is dead on arrival. And, you know, it I don't understand. It didn't even look well made. I mean, it from what I saw of it, and I did watch more than I let on. I didn't recognize but any of the writers or the directors or anything like that. The lighting was, was all flat. It was like TV sitcom lighting. Yeah. It was terrible. Why do you think, seriously, I mean, you could just make the, the case of like, okay, they're just collecting a paycheck. But the bottom line is, is that Jennifer Aniston has plenty of money, and Adam Sandler has plenty of money. And they're both skilled comedic actors, and Adam Sandler is even a skilled dramatic actor. I could name a couple of roles that he did that I thought Punch Drunk Love. Pretty good. So, wh- I mean, they had to have read the script. Why do this piece of shit? Really, I mean, and it is a piece of shit. I think they want to stay relevant. I mean, Sandler has a deal with Netflix, so he owed them another project. He did a stand-up special, which I'm going to give a plug to. I think was pretty good. Uh, Wasn't some of that filmed, I think, at the comic strip here? They, they, yeah, it filmed around the country at different places. Very funny. I, I highly recommend that. It came and went. It was popular, talked about for five minutes. Anyway, uh, he's got to deal with Netflix that he has to fulfill. Uh, I don't. You, you got me on Jennifer Aniston, unless you know she's not working. She's making those water and Aveeno yeah. commercials you know and how much stuff. That pays? Oh yeah, lots. That pays like. Like more than the movies, probably. right? But does I mean, that make you irrelevant? Does that make you the girl who used to be on the most popular, arguably one of the most popular ensemble sitcoms ever, or is that the girl that is now doing Avino commercials? I mean, I think, you know, you'd think that she would know a, a good script when she saw it, but the truth is, she hasn't been anything good since The Good Girl or any other. There was another little. Uh, serious drama she was in, Neil. What was that? Uh, she was in that. She was in uh, Office Space, but that was a long time. No, no, no. The one where she's a maid uh, in a, a motel. Maid. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that was an. That's an indie thing. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I mean, they want street cred. That's all I'm telling you. What are you looking up? I'm looking up to see what she's got coming up. To, this, to your uh, point, you said that she's not doing anything. So she's got. Um, well, she has a production company, or she did have. You're one. right. You're right. She's got nothing. Uh, well, upco- she's got six upcoming projects. She did Dumpling last year. I didn't watch that. Either. Forgot about Dumpling, yeah. But that's um, a good example of something where she was trying to get out of her comfort zone. And all I'm telling you is 
that this looked like she was trying to get back into like the sitcom-y kind of rom-com she kind of just a do thing. a law and order and fade like most actors do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She, like Tova I, I, I mean, she's got five things coming up, but I don't know what any of these things are. You know, um, well, how unusual is that, Neil? Let's a woman be wakes up from a head injury to realize that ten years have passed, and she's a recently divorced mother of two, deciding that Rumpel her young, mom. This is what Alice <laughs> forgot. Deciding that her young self needs to take control, she encounters difficulty while trying to get back to her old life. That is an upcoming Jennifer Aniston movie. <laughs> All right, so maybe you make a point here, Bill. McCuddy that she wants yeah but still th- I mean th- there's like I want to stay relevant likely to happen so you're doing point. a Netflix movie I mean which is just awful and I mean it, this reminded me as I said on the show of like a bad clue game it's you know uh, Colonel Mustard and with the lead pipe in the in the library well, or something if, I mean if they had just, referenced that more it would have been funnier and there was a clue movie uh, once upon a time oh yeah I remember I worked on the yeah. ad campaign for that oh, what did, a pain in the neck that was oh, it goodness. had different endings in different theaters. Right, I remember oh, that. Oh, man, was that a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You can see ed- ed- was ending clever. B at this theater oh, and ending C. Yes, at I remember th- oh, that. Well, before man. we move off of this one, I'll just say that... Uh, Are you done? Bill Brigoli... I could be done. <laughs> Bill Brigoli is really... Yeah, I mean, I did not fast forward there. I, I, I found the thing to be unwatchable, even though I suffered through That's, it. And well, I went on social media. It's and not funny, like, and, and, and it's not the murder mystery part isn't interesting. We and have an, a DC colleague who's in the Broadcast Film Critics Association called Kyle Osborne by the name of Kyle Yeah, Kyle, yeah. sure. And Kyle was on Facebook today going, am, am I wrong? I, I kind of like this movie, talking about <laughs> You're it. Wrong. And then a lot of people were like, yes, it's great. You know, it's not the worst thing. You know, it's, it's well, kinda, I laughed Rossman out loud a couple me, of times. You know, when we do the TV show, everybody writes me their comments on what they think of the movies, but nobody but me knows in advance yes, what everybody thinks. Yes, it's just thinks. magic. So it could be spontaneous. Is and that Lisa like the Rossman secret ingredient? Right, mixed yeah. to positive. She goes, I'm shocked. That's what she wrote me, but she didn't hate the movie. She was like but mixed then on the, the show, she didn't like it. Yeah, I know. It was kind of weird. She tries to throw you curveballs and change maybe, it up. Maybe that's what she's doing. Anyway, if you have, so usually I say if you have Netflix and you have nothing to do and you like the stars, it's worth it checking it out for free. But this time I'm saying I don't care. It is not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth one minute of your time. I don't know if both. Oh, of I agree. I, I couldn't even agree. 100%. Watch it. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. I think my dead on arrival said it okay. like 10 minutes uh, Bill ago. Bill Brigoli saw something called Trinkets. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. yeah. I'm hearing about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's on Netflix. Okay. And it stars Brianna Hildebrand. You know who that is? My goodness. No idea. Really? DB Brianna Hildebrand? All right. <laughs> In the Deadpool movies, she played Megasonic Teenage Warhead. Oh, all right. Yeah, she was the little uh, kind okay. of butch gal that gave uh, Deadpool a hard time. And she also stars with Keanu Madeira and Quintessa Swindell. And it's about three teenage girls who meet in Shopaholics, not Shopaholics, uh, Shoplifters Anonymous. They're all shoplifters. Oh, right, right, right. And that's right, right. where they meet, and they hate each oh, other at first. Oh, they steal trinkets. That's uh, how you it's, uh, Yeah, it's actually, I think, based on a young adult novel. It's shot in Portland, Oregon. And Brianna's character is a young woman whose mother was killed in a car crash, and she has to move to Portland. Uh, she's from Albuquerque, has to move to Portland after her mother dies to live with her father and her father's new wife, who she doesn't like. Uh, and she has a hard time getting along, and they kind of use shoplifting as uh, like... A, a metaphor? Com- yeah, not so much metaphor. It's like comfort 
food for these people. Are they still shoplifting? Yeah, yeah, they shoplift. You so even though they're going, it's not like they're going to AA and they get the oh, chip. No. I haven't done this in whatever. Like right? Years. No, they they shoplift. Still... They shoplift. They uh, they're supposedly teenagers. Uh, and in high school, but they're all in their twenties. And at one point, all three teenagers go into a sex shop and and uh, heist some vibrators. Oh, which isn't that interesting. hilarious? It's not. A, it's not meant to be hilarious. No, I can tell. It's kind of a. Why, it's supposed to be said, a little why, edgy. Kind of so a, is it funny? It, is it supposed to be a comedy? No, it's no. If it's it a is, drama. it's dark. Yeah, it's a drama. Hour, half hour, half ten half hour episodes. And you've seen three of them. I've seen all of them. You've seen them all. Yeah. And do you, you like recommend? It? Uh, well, if he watched them all, I think he didn't like it. It has some problems with pacing a lot of the time. You're like, come on, move this thing along. But the performances are very good. In a way, it reminded me of back when I was little, when we were all small, the TV networks would put on something called a uh, summer th- series. You know, yes. When, when all uh-huh. the other things were on hiatus, they'd put on it's that kind of quality. It's like, and when not those, great, but not those bad. those came on, you would go shoplifting? Was that where that point? <laughs> yeah, I'd go into the... And this is Netflix. Ones. This is Netflix, but it's not bad. I mean, you may take it, you might not. I'm not going to super recommend it, but... Uh, but yet... I watched all 10. But yet, five hours of programming, 10 episodes, I mean, you know, no, you if you really couldn't, if you even were kind yeah. of lukewarm on it, you would have dumped out after an episode, or you would have sat through five uh, episodes. Yeah, no, I found, that, I found it thing. engaging enough. Well, uh, that segues nicely into well, uh, you, a series. Well, would you play the game? I haven't seen it. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not, that sounds I, interesting. Yeah, I think I'll check out an episode. She's really good in it, too. I yeah. can also recommend that everyone check out the first episode on HBO of uh, also about uh, young adults, uh, Euphoria. This, the edgy kind of 13. Remember that movie, 13? Yeah, or, yeah that was a good uh, movie. This is definitely in that vein with, it, with a little more sex and a lot more drugs. It's about a young woman who comes out of... Uh, rehab and uh doesn't really want to be in rehab doesn't really care about not doing drugs she's almost od'd at the beginning of the show so like her parents sent her there she didn't voluntarily but she played along and she comes back and she falls back into her same group she meets a new friend named jules who is uh i believe going to be turned out turn out to be transgender uh and there's a big party and there's a lot of sex and uh, HBO, HBO, yeah, Euphoria. <laughs> uh, it's gotten a lot of positive re- uh, reviews. It's an hour long and uh, it's gritty, but uh, it felt real to me, and I recommend it. Okay, uh, okay. Gonna and watch that, Neil? Yeah, I'll take a look. I mean, one episode. You've seen one. Yeah, and it's an hour only, it's episode. one a week. So. An hour, as I said. An hour. Okay. And is that on uh, Sundays? Is it Big Little Lies? I there? think they're dropping it on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. I so, so I started watching. I saw the first two episodes of uh, which is all that has been aired so far of Big Little Lies, and um, you know I wasn't thrilled with the first season, but it was okay. I mean, enough to like to use your trinkets example. I mean, I did watch the whole season where yeah. 10 episodes or whatever it was. And, and that had kind of a trick ending, kind of a twist little, oh, that's who it was and we knew this and that was the lie. And well, sort there's of... a whole thing with Alexander Sarsgaard at the end with, uh, you know, yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, it was okay. I liked it. I didn't, I wouldn't say, wow, this is great. I but mean, it, did, it did feel like a one and done. Yeah, my wife I remember up, my hearing, wife oh, they're going to do that again? I'm like, what do you mean? There's a bigger, littler lie? Well, it was one and done, and then it, the ratings were just so off the charts great for it that they decided to now, sort of like The Handmaid's Tale, 
<clears throat> you had a book and it was over and that was the first season and then they now the writers are just making up scenarios and well maybe the way you've confronted the ma the makers of that you'll confront the makers of including Meryl Streep and tell them how just Well I'm bored. That's that's the bottom line to this. Is What's like, Meryl Streep in it by the way? Meryl Streep plays Alexander Sarsgaard who died at the end of the first season. There's no spoiler alert there she they he was thrown, thrown over a cliff because he was beating the shit. She plays white, Alexander. She has his, such his wife range. Beat, she can he play was Alexander. Wife beating Nicole, he, he was he was the she, he was the husband of Nicole Kidman, and they had this S and M kind of relationship. But he took it way too far and was just beating the hell out of her. And and they, they these killed at the end of the thing. So in this new season, Meryl Streep is the is the mother of oh, Alexander Sarsgaard and. She's now just kind of living with Nicole Kidman and the kids, and she's just—is she beating Nicole Kidman? Is she no? Up she's the... actually she's berating and beating her up psychologically. She's just like yelling and screaming, and my son, my my wonderful son, and you know Meryl Streep is uh, Nicole Kidman is starting to reveal in the second episode. You know, we had this weird relationship. He hit me a lot and beat me, and she doesn't really. Meryl Streep doesn't really want to accept that. Meanwhile, you've got all the other characters, Shailene Woodley, and she's involved in something. And they're all trying. They're all. Nobody went to the police about the murder of Alexander Sarsgaard, which happens at the end of the first season. Um, and they're all keeping the secret, and they're all feeling very. Um, Smug. Some are feeling good about it, like uh, Laura Dern is like, "Look, let's keep our mouths shut, and everything's going to be fine." And some are like, uh, no, you know, it's, um, it's we've uh, got a big little lie, you know, we, we, we're getting away with this and, and, and that's what we're doing. So, um, one of the people that is feeling guilty is the one that actually killed Alexander Sarsgaard, which is Zoe Kravitz. And she's completely messed up because she can't handle the fact not only that she killed him, but she goes, if we had gone to the police, it was, you know, I, I wouldn't be serving jail time they would have understood it would have gone if, even if i went to trial any normal jury would you know so there's a whole thing going on with that but there's all these other subplots and the throne meryl streep in, and I, you know so far two episodes and i'm pretty bored my wife's watching it and i'm just kind of zoning out during it and it's not what i thought it's not as good as the first not that the first was a brilliant thing but it was kind of soap opera like but it was okay i'm kind of bored so far with this tell me about this not um, gonna watch it Tell me about this uh, sports documentary. You know, I've been fo I've been following all of these. We talked about the the Starbury, the one a couple of weeks ago, the kid out of the Bronx. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Marlboro, but that they called Starbury. Um, this one is uh, about a guy named Ron Artis, uh, and it's called Quiet Storm on Showtime. And I can't tell you what it is about these sports docs because I don't follow basketball, but I start watching this, and there's such great stories about this guy who's you know is acts like kind of a jackass and uh is traded around a little and and uh finds peace after a while uh what's that msg series 30, 30 on 30 yeah well that's like the always wins the emmys it's a, did you ever watch any of if you like this kind of well stuff, we had to watch them for the documentary awards two years ago i watched all of them yeah you like those yeah some of them but this is more engrossing i i i look even if you don't like basketball i think you'll be interested in this guy's story so i recommend it okay um you know, there's so many channels on television, and one of the channels that I watch lately is the um, Game Show Network, which shows these vintage game shows from, like, the 1970s. And, you know, regardless if you want to play along with the games or not, I mean, it's just funny to watch what the contestants are wearing and the styles and the prizes that they give away. And, you know, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it, it, it's a Panasonic 
you know, VHS, VCR, you know, like it, it's kind of amusing. So Alec Baldwin looks like he's having fun doing Match Game. I had a, a buddy that went to see it uh, taped recently, and he said it was, it was like three hours. Yeah, a friend of mine went with his daughter. Daughter's like an adult, but I mean, they said, well, yeah, they were there. Repeat some of the gags, and it's like, three, you know, four hours. Alec has to redo this or redo that. I'll never forget, uh, what, what's the, the, Wayne Brady told me they shoot for that show, uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? To get a half an hour, they shoot three hours. Because a lot of that improv stuff like kind of dies with the audience. So anyway, the point is, the game shows are back. People like Alec Baldwin are drawn to them, even though he gives all the money to some well, foundation. Well, um, he says he's not doing Trump next year, so this is that's his gig. And now it's become kind of cool to do well, a game well, show. This was, what's interesting is, I mean... Jamie Foxx is doing a game show. Well, all, you got all these stars. I mean, if you look at... Why aren't you guys doing game shows? Yeah, we need a well, game Bill show. Bill McCuddy yeah. should do a game show. He's like... Got the voice. Come on down, Neil. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, my, my point in this is what I was going to say is you watch the Game Show Network and the hosts of these shows basically were radio announcers that, I mean, if you Wikipedia them, you know, Jim Lang from the dating game, Bob Eubanks. Bill and, Cullen. And Bill he, Cullen always said, I'm not a particularly good looking man. I'm just right. So they, they generally were announcers, either TV announcers or radio announcers, and they became these game show hosts. I mean, Richard Dawson was an exception on Family Feud because he was an actor on Hogan's Heroes. But generally speaking, Gene Rayburn. Yeah, he was the he was Jack Parr's announcer. He Wink Martindale. To uh, what? Wink Martindale. Yeah. So. Um, Peter Marshall. So right now, I mean, they brought back Press Your Luck, hosted by Elizabeth Banks. Gary Moore. I mean, Elizabeth Banks is hosting a game show, and Joel McHale is hosting the redo Jan of Car Murray. <laughs> Car Sharks. And, um, yeah, this, well, if you want to go down this road, Milton Berle, who was Mr. Television. Yeah, but those don't count. You're talking, we're talking about one-and-done guys that, like, who was doing Jeopardy before Alex Trebek? Art that Fleming. Guy, Art Fleming, right, right, right. Art Fleming. Anyway, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, like anything, when one thing works, we get ten more, and nine don't work. So I don't think this – I think this is a fad. Well, ABC, it's like it's, – it's like, Pretty much all these game shows that you could think of. I mean, they've they've redone them either this year. I mean, they brought the Gong Show back with Mike Myers in this prosthetic stuff playing this right. English guy. Yeah, that lasted about. They gonged him. They might bring it back. I don't know. You know, they got Match Game. That's doing actually very well. You've got, as I said, Card Sharks and Press Your Luck. Now they brought back to Tell the Truth with um, the guy from Blackish. Um, what's his name? Uh, and his mom. His, him and his mom. It's actually very funny. Uh, Anthony Anderson. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, just you, the list goes on and on, man. Uh, the $20,000 pyramid, they, which is now, like I think, a $100,000 pyramid with uh, the guy who... Uh, Strahan. Yeah, Michael Strahan. Do they all look alike to you, Neil? All the no, game I shows? Mean, no, it's just I'm trying to think of all these hosts of, of game shows, you know what I mean? And I'm I won't watch any of them. Bill, what have you got right next to you, by the way? Oh. Well, this is kind of a sad story, and I, I wanted to close out the. But we we can talk about anything else you want to. But uh, I'm moving from one apartment to another here in in Manhattan. I have 22 years of stuff I've collected, including masters of television shows that are on formats that you can't even find anymore. But I, I decided to try and sell some of the DVDs that we get sent like every day. I have and that so box set that's I went sitting to, in front of you. I went to a place. Uh, I want to give them a shout out down on 18th Street. I think it's called uh, Atlantic Video. And uh, I'm sorry, it's called Academy. 
CDs and records, and they buy them. They actually, it's like a pawn store. They, you walk them in, and they tell you what they'll buy. But I wanted to re- to share with our listeners the reject pile. Before and you tell do you that, what, may I ask you, you may what? I ask you a question? Sure. Sitting in front of you, since we're not on video, we're on just on you know yes, just listen. Is a box set that I was also sent many years ago, and it's a Stanley Kubrick. Well, that's where I'm going with this. Box set. So I, so, I, I so wanted to know still. how much sit that still, goes. Sit for. still, partner. Okay, we're going to get I there. Just to know what I you took would. about I took about forty or fifty discs in, and they bought like forty of them. And here are the rejects. They rejected Pop Star. They rejected Bill Murray and Rock the Casbah. These are all, by the way, uh, Blu-rays. <laughs> rejected they rejected them. Mud, uh, which I was surprised about. Jesus' Son, I could understand, with Billy Crudup. They didn't want the good, the bad, and the ugly because it came in a box set. Now, let me tell you something interesting. I saved the box set that you jumped the uh, gun on for a reason. <laughs> this is going to stun you. So I'm holding the thing you were alluding to, and thank you for pointing out we're not on video. I never realized that until this moment. Um, I'm holding a box. He's set a comic lady, professional of Stanley Kubrick. Uh, everything Stanley did, plus a documentary called "A Life in Pictures" that has a lot of cool interviews with people, including his daughter, that have never talked about him before. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, it's good. Okay. So these uh, the the sets when they by the way they tell you when you if you bring sets in we're we're not we don't buy them as a set we take the set apart and we sell them individually really yeah which was just crushed me cuz this like set including this extra thing was like what if you bring roots $200 like as opposed to these standalone movies that are in a box set like 10 DVD well i brought discs. game of, i brought game of thrones and they we're only we are, we're only interested in uh, season 1 episode 3 no they gave me they gave <laughs> me they gave me game of thrones back and then they said well for it since it's sealed a dollar would give you a dollar oh god i will tell a you that dollar. on the average on the average i got between $1 and as much as $5 each but they passed on Barry Lyndon 2001 a space odyssey eyes wide shut full metal jacket the shining a clockwork orange doctor strange love and lolita wow uh they passed on that. We're yeah. not interested in buying that. Well, they said maybe for a dollar, but I thought I'll a dollar keep them for the for whole box set. No, for each. But I'll give you five dollars for the box. Set. All right, I'll, it's sold. <laughs> Seriously, and they're in something called slip cases, which they said, yeah, those are awesome. not the way that they did it at the end. Whatever. I mean, it was very, very, very sobering. So I just uh, what, thought what it was for the most money. The the most I got. Some opera CDs they gave me in boxed sets. Uh, they gave me six or eight dollars a piece for, hmm. and they gave me five dollars a piece for certain Criterion discs. Uh, oh, those Criterion discs! I mean, they're like, but well, they don't have me. much markup. The stuff they were paying me a dollar for, they said goes in the bargain bin for two ninety nine. Well, so they're not getting rich on this proposition. Well, here's the thing, you know, um, and I don't know if you, I know you're on eBay selling stuff from time to time, Bill, but. You know, if you look up, sometimes I've wanted to buy like a D, like a DVD of a movie that like you just can't find the movie anywhere, and you go to eBay, and they're like new copy four dollars, you know, used copy from thirty nine cents and stuff like that. So th- these are things they're selling at Best Buy for like at one time for you know twenty four dollars or whatever, and yeah, you can get them for like thirty nine cents, forty nine cents. So I, I don't know. It, it, and how does it pay on eBay to sell something for forty nine cents? I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't know. I think the it. shipping is, is is more than than, than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there's a movie that I really like, written by Renee Taylor and Joseph Bologna, starring Diane Keaton, um, and Gig Young, called Lovers and Other Strangers. Sure. And I was, I don't know, I was watching something on TV like last year, and somebody referenced the movie, and I'm going, man, I haven't seen that movie. I love that movie. I haven't seen that movie in like forty years or whatever. And there, it's out of print. But it was on eBay, and on that one, 
it was like sixty dollars for the thing because you, you can't you find it. You couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. I did not buy the movie. I wasn't going to spend sixty. I wish I could act surprised. But for a buck, you know, two two dollars, I would have. The sure. man who just paid five dollars for the box set of Kubrick. <laughs> I wasn't Thank spending sixty dollars for Lovers and Other Strangers. All right. But, um, okay. Understood. And you know who else is? In, you know who's in Lovers and Other Strangers? Oh, Richard boy. Castellano from The Godfather, who played uh, um, Paulie. Paulie. I don't know. Uh, Clemenza, Clemenza, Clemenza. Clemenza. I'm sorry, Clemenza. And B. Arthur played his wife. B. Arthur. Mrs. How do you like that? B. Arthur. <laughs> B. Arthur takes a lot of hits. You know, I don't know. They always make fun of her on the roast. And then she, then she showed up to a roast, which was, yes. kind, of, which was kind of interesting. Yes. So moving on. Um, so didn't, they, didn't somebody say, I wouldn't f- fuck her with B. Arthur's dick? Jeffrey Ross. Sure Jeff, Jeff Ross. Ross that was a Jeff Jeff Ross line. Who has a show? Um, also, oh uh, historical roasts. I don't know if we talked. Did we talk about this on? No. He has a show called Historical Pity. Roasts, which uh, I love. Although Jeff. I want to give Jeff a, a shout yeah. out. So yeah, yeah and, go ahead. and he, in each show, is thematic. Like they roast Abraham Lincoln, or they'll roast. Uh, which I don't, I don't. I didn't watch this one. Yeah, we did talk about this. Anne Frank. They have a roast of Anne Frank. <laughs> I don't know how they do that. But Gilbert. Godfrey if we've done this before, I apologize. Yes, and uh, I don't know. And and uh, so let's talk about Toy Story Four. <laughs> <laughs> let's ask Bill what's coming next week. What is coming next week, Bill? Yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, yeah. And Annabelle comes home. Oh, what's that? That's oh, yeah, that the, the creepy, doll, the yeah, creepy, the, yeah. the creepy, yeah, yeah, the creepy doll. That's what you know. In time for Fourth of July. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just in time for the Fourth of July. All right. Well, there you go. Okay, so um, we watch the bad movies, so you don't have don't to. Don't we, indeed? And um, some weeks for more than others. Around talking movies with us, and you'll sit around talking movies with us next week. And if you want to reach me on Twitter, it's at Neil Rosenapples. And if you want to reach Bill McCuddy. At Bill McCuddy. And believe it or not, we mention this every week. It's big news. <laughs> if you want to reach Bill Brigoli on Instagram. Hey, you can I'm, reach Bill I'm a hip. I'm a hip. It's what the kids are all doing. What, what are you? What are you? What are you? I'm on Instagram on? and I don't post anything. I have like 200 followers. I have some pictures from my living room, but uh, it's going to get a little more business oriented. Should I post some pictures of this living room? Um, no. This place is like uh, up for sale, I guess, or something like that. <laughs> Well, anyway, as I said, uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening, and to our one uh, listen, uh, one, one, listen. one of the listeners who Thanks, said our uh, our podcast last week was the was was the what do you say it was the best ever, best this year. All we like can that. say is sorry about this week. Yeah, well, there you go. Anyway, <laughs> it's all in the editing. We'll see you next week. Yeah.